What up, Wizards fans? A way to help support this podcast is to go to Sneakus, S-N-E-K-I-S dot com. Sneakus, a DMV DC sports apparel company. They have a lot of new t-shirt designs up and a nice clearance sale going on right now as well. And at checkout, in our playoffs, part of your order will continually help support me and this endeavor. Now, let's get this show started. Sneakers, playoffs, do it. And now, it's the Pixel and Roll Show with Adam Magoodis. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. You come around, yeah. You ease my mind, you make everything feel fine. Worry about those comments. I'm way too numb, yeah. It's way too dumb, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hymn. Throw that to the side, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, when you're not around, when you throw that to the side. What is up, doe? Welcome to another edition of the Pixel Roll Show, where we discuss free agency with your Washington Wizards. Hello, everyone. This is Adam McGinnis. It is July 3rd, 2017. Happy pre-birthday, America. Hope everyone's holiday weekend is going swell so far. Lots going on here in Washington Wizards world. On today's show is a continuation of my conversation with Jake Whitaker of Bullets Forever. We had an interesting one on part one, so go check that out. But beforehand, a little update of the Wizards news that is flying around. Otto Porter has his first offer sheet with the Sacramento Kings for four years, $110 million, the most another team can offer. He is meeting with two other NBA teams today. One is rumored to be the Nets. No decision yet made on his camp or what the Washington Wizards are going to do. Reports say they're looking to match, but there is also a chance that the Wizards can offer one more year to five years, which no other teams can because they have Otto Porter's bird rights, and maybe there's something they can do with the money there. Who knows? David Falk is Otto Porter's agent, so I don't trust anything he does when it comes to this franchise. Another report, John Wall, his Supermax extension, a four-year, $178 million extension. No indication from his camp whether or not he will accept that offer. New player here for the Wizards, Jody Meeks, has been signed. A two-year, $7 million deal using the Wizards biannual exception. Good shoot, three-point shooter, also from Kentucky. So any brownie points with Wall is always a plus. Bohan Bogdanovich, who the Wizards also have, his restricted free agent bird rights as well has interest from teams the kings again denver nuggets and the atlanta hawks according to chris miller of comcast he wants a deal three to four years at 16 mil per that is way too rich i believe that the wizards have for him i think they're more looking to him to take the mid-level exception around eight or nine million but we'll see how that shakes out. If he does get an offer from one of those teams, the Wizards will have a chance to match it, but it will get them into the luxury tax pretty hard. So now on today's show, me and Jake discuss the auto porter options, which are still, even though with this news, are still valuable for everyone to listen to. What it would take to get to Marcus Cousins to Washington, D.C. to play with his buddy, John Wall, all the options around John Wall's extensions and what it means, the numbers, we break it, break it down into depth. 
So this is part two of my conversation with Jake Whitaker of Bulls Forever. Enjoy. Well, well, Jake, it reminds me of last summer. Me and you did a podcast. I believe similar time. Uh, We talked about a lot of things. You had wrote a piece, and it was the first time that I remember we talked about the future of Otto Porter. And at the time, this is a potential that this could happen if auto blows up next year, that the Wizards could be in predicament. Went through the options. I remember if I was a better podcast host, I would bring that audio up for the people. No one's talking about this at the time, and you wrote a piece. We had discussed potentially the Wizards you know, offering him in the fall some type of discount deal, but longer term, just to maybe lock him up. But also the Wizards still didn't know what they had out of auto. So there was a risk of, hey, do we lock Otto up, say, at, you know, 60 million, 40 to 60 million, I think we threw out or something, or do we see what Otto happens this year and then just play it out? Still haven't got a true answer from anyone. I need to maybe talk to, I I do have some, uh, some contacts in the front office and maybe just talk about, you know, did you ever actually make the Otto offer? I've never seen any reporting about if the Wizards were ever serious about, you know, when you had to tender him in the fall, what they, what they actually mm-hmm. did. There hasn't been a def- definite answer from his camp or, or the Wizards' point of view of what they actually offered. All I knew was like, hey, they're just going to ride this out. Then Otto had a good year, a very up and down playoffs, which we can get into. Otto became a very valuable member of this team. And then you have David Falk and his history with the with the franchise and as his agent. And now you have, you know, a sporting news article that I read last month by Sean Devaney. He used auto in the sense of just how expensive it is to develop three play. His whole premise is really good. I don't think he really understood sometimes the salary ramifications, what it's like to actually keep someone, how much cheaper it will be. I think it's the pro to keep auto. But he just talked about, like, hey, yo, if you have three young players you draft and they get really good, then you got to give them the max, and then all of a sudden that's, like, 70% of your salary cap. And how right. how that hamstrings teams because that's kind of how this new CBA was set up. And then in the article it said that there was four teams that were ready to give Otto max money. And now we've seen how the 3 and D player has been more valuable in the league, and we and you discussed this last summer, too, and that that, that was a worry. I also was okay with the Wizards doing what they did and letting it play out the way they did. I mean, I would have been like, wow, Otto has been inconsistent. His, you know, 2015, 16 season wasn't that great. So why would you throw all that guaranteed money at him yet and see what he happens? But the, also the risk on the back end was to be where we're at right now, Jake. He is the domino of this all. Are these offers, is this David Falk just being David Falk, you know, sprinkling this out there? Do you feel like there are max offers out there for Otto? And if there are, what are the Wizards' options if if this actually comes to to fruition? Because everything stems from this decision of Otto, and I'd like to hear your thoughts of how, you know, this has all developed over time from our conversation last summer, how... They are in this situation they are of what do they do now with Otto Porter. And it's a little hard now because we don't have the offer sheet, right? Like we could podcast and mm-hmm. there is an offer sheet to talk about. But let's just say that there is an offer sheet or maybe there isn't. I mean, what, do, what are your feelings, I guess, on this topic? I think the thing is, after the way the summer played out, 
with just the spending frenzy. It just kind of became pretty clear that Kim Porter was probably yeah. I mean, Evan Turner's get eighty million, can't shoot a three. I mean, it's ins- it was insane, right? Yeah, it's kind of like at that point, it's like, well, Otto Porter's better than Kent Bazemore. I mean, even if not an actual player at that Nick, exact Nick moment. Nick Batum's getting $120 million. I mean, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the potential of him as a prospect, you know, being a 23-year-old, the Wizards being over the cap with no way to really replace him. I mean, I, I think it was just kind of clear at that point. It was probably going to have to take a max extension in the fall to really get them to the table anyway. So at that point, you might as well just let let it play out because you you could probably only yeah. I've never I've position. never I've never bitched about the Wizards' decision. I probably would have done the same thing. It's just kind of the way it is, and you know if if the issue is that well you have to pay a guy max money. The, you know the good news is that you know you have a guy that's in that discussion, so that's a good thing. Now we've seen that, that a lot of these signings last summer were probably a mistake. The money was flowing around. True. Now we've seen a contraction of the salary cap. And now maybe the market isn't as you know bullish as it was last summer. But I still right. feel like yeah. Otto might still get his money, though. I feel like there still is teams that are going to give him this max money. Do you think so? Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I just think it, it just comes down to Brooklyn. Brooklyn has no picks. Mm-hmm. They need young talent, and they have cap space to burn. So yeah. why wouldn't you just throw a max offer sheet? I mean, that's what they did Tyler, last summer with Allen Crabb, and I don't see why they wouldn't do it again. And, and Miami did that with Tyler Johnson, right? Was it Tyler Johnson? Right. Or was that them? Yeah, the Nets gave Johnson the offer, and then the, yeah, the Heat the matched, matched. Yeah, So, yeah. And I feel like this is really important, especially I, I think the Wizards fans want to know this. Let's just say that there is max offer-ish for Otto Porter. What is your pros and cons of matching that from the Wizards' point of view? The pros to um, you know matching would be just one: you're keeping a young player for for a long time. You look at you know what Jimmy Butler was traded for, what Demarcus Cousins was traded for. You know they both kind of got probably less than a fair value for them on the trade market just because they don't have a lot of team control left. So when you have a chance to lock a young guy up for his prime years, you should probably do it. You know, I, I think that's the big pro. The other pro is that Bogdanovich and Ubre and kind of them in aggregate can replace Porter, but I don't think that really works in basketball the same way it does in baseball. You just need your top-level players at some level. I, I think you keep Porter. I think that's the pros. The cons, one, depending on how that deal is structured, there's a chance he could be the highest paid player on the team next year. And, <laughs> you know. You know, Joe Wall um, not like that. <laughs> right. And so it's like you've got that dynamic. Even if, you know, Wall gets his extension, which would make him very clearly the highest paid player in a couple years, that would be an awkward dynamic. Going to be that awkward Washington Post article where they point out that Otto Porter is now the highest paid man in Washington and he is uh, living up to the expectations that come with being the highest paid player and all that junk. The other issue, something that hasn't been discussed a lot, but you know, you look at pretty much every year of Otto Porter's career, he's had some kind of hip issue. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think he was actually playing with it this year a little bit. Yeah. Exactly, and it's like, is he going to? Is it arthritic? You know, is it like, uh, 
not just yeah, something like a degenerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not right. So it's like if, if that's a thing, you know, you don't want him to like have like a Brandon Roy situation or you know whatever. Again, that's a minor thing, but it could be a very major thing, and then you're stuck with a guy on a huge deal who can't produce. Otto's hip thing is a worry. My thing about the pros and cons. So tell me the pro of. I mean, there's a salary cap thing to keep him, right? I mean, like, if you let him go to replace him, you'd have, like, how much money to replace him? The thing, you're, you're still not under the cap, so it, it's still just your mid-level and your biannual and your, your minimum. So it's and, actually and, more yeah, beneficial to keep him, even though the money's going to be ridiculous, just because it's more cap-friendly to keep him. And the, the benefit for the Wizards to do it, oh, shit, is that, is that the five-year-old? No, that's the cat. Oh, the cat. Oh, the cat. Oh, geez, it sounds like a five-year-old, right? Yeah, I know, right? Don't, don't worry. I have a kitty cat, and uh, he's been trying to knock over shit this whole time because he's insane. What's your cat's name? Uh, Clifford. Renamed it after the dog for some reason. Oh, wow. How old is your cat? Um, It is like a year old, so it is still like... Got all the oh, like, dude, we're in the same stitch, Jake. Uh, my roommate yeah. got a kitten. He's about to turn one next month, and he's obsessed with me. He's insane. He is is a kitten insane insanity. I had always had like old cats, so this is like throwing me off. He like never sleeps, and he's crazy. <laughs> yes, the kitten energy is something else. And right now, he is underneath the uh, entertainment center lurking. He likes to scratch me a lot, but but Jake. Auto Porter, here's the scenarios. We just talked about the pros and cons of Auto Porter. So what do you think the Wizards are going to do? All right, so what I think they will try to do at least is try to shoot the gap between a four-year max that other teams could offer and a five-year match with only they can offer. If you could kind of find that sweet spot where give him more guaranteed money than he could get anywhere else, but also kind of keep his overall number down a little bit year by year. I think you can kind of find a, that happy balance where he's not, not the highest paid player, but he's still getting a boatload of money. From the Wizards' perspective, it keeps their luxury tax bill down a little bit. I was kind of playing with the numbers a little bit, and I think you can get him like five years, $125 million. Five and, you know, that's, Hold on, hold on. Five, 125 Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not saying that that's not what it is, but can you imagine Force Talk Radio, like locally? Can you imagine what's going to happen just in your comment sections on Bolts Forever? People are going to like yeah. lose their fucking minds when I oh, argue, when I argue that Otto getting a hundred million dollars is actually a good deal. <laughs> right. You know, the alternative, a five-year max is like five for 143, I want to say. Oh, so like his bird rights, like the, the most he can do, right? The non-one that we're about to talk with John Wall can get, like that's what he can do, the bird rights max under the new CBA. That's what it is. Right. They can go maybe 20 less or maybe a year less and a little more, something like that. What can other teams offer him? Yeah, other teams can offer four years worth about uh, $108 million total. This is important because this might be what we're talking about in a week, correct? Right? right. <laughs> or this weekend. 
right? Because yeah. Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, Saturday, right? Saturday, Saturday, Jake. So I'm going to try to get this pot up, even though we have some technical difficulties. So I do a lot more editing than I anticipated. A team like the Nets offer him <laughs> four one oh eight on Saturday. How does this play out? So the Wizards have like three days to match that specifically, or can the Wizards like oh, supersede them? See, the thing is, technically, even though free agency starts on the first, yes. that's negotiations. Technically, teams can't officially make that offer until the moratorium ends, which oh, is, yes, I believe, right. the sixth. Yeah. So that kind of... Oh, because he's, restri- he's a restricted free agent. What's different? Right. Well, at least other teams can't sign him to an offer sheet until the sixth. But yeah, they're already doing it, but they can't officially... This is not on the clock until the sixth of July. Right. That's where you have, like, the DeAndre Jordan situation. Yes. You know, when you technically... So, so is Tedios is going to stock where Otto lives in his car? Is that what's going to happen? John Wall and Beal are going to pop out to to his doorstep. Right. <laughs> well, well, I don't know if you want to have John Wall talking to Otto right now. But that's, yeah, yeah, we'll, we're talk about get, we're, well, we're definitely going to talk about that. But keep going. The sixth is when they can officially, the Nets can be like, Otto, here's 108 for four years. Right. And then the Wizards have what? Three days to either say, we will match that offer and then they keep Otto, or they let him walk. Can there be a deal before the moratorium where we lock up Otto before? Yeah, basically what would happen there is, like they did with Bradley Beal last summer, yes. if you just offer him something, keeps Otto from asking other teams what they would offer, You know, that's kind of your ideal situation, because then you can use up your other exceptions before you sign Otto and push into whatever kind of luxury tax range. Can they sign Otto beforehand? Yes. Yeah, I mean, basically, it, it would just be more a thing, you know, that the reports would come out, the Wizards and Otto have agreed to, you know, whatever deal. But, you know, like any free agent deal, it technically can't be completed until the moratorium ends, and then it would just be Washington has him and the other teams do not. So, so, Jake, I feel like all the signals are this is what the Wizards are going to do. I don't know what the number is, per se, and I don't even know if I'm 100% in on this. I'm probably 75% on this-ish, right? I'm more than, I feel like this has to happen because of the sour cap situation. Otto has another step. We don't even run plays for Otto. I think he showed enough to stay. I think there were some complications with the money and stuff, but that's just what the game is. Placing Otto, letting him go, and now John Wall doesn't even have Otto, and we have to now scrambling to find Jody Meeks or Kyle Korver or whoever's on the free agent market is not going to beat the Cavs or the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Him coming back has to have to happen. This is the process to make it happen. So I feel like the Wizards are going to come in strong with some type of offer that is going to make everyone blush and make everyone upset. That is the right move. Yeah, that's where I, I go back to. You can try to be proactive here and at least try to keep his... Fuck David Falk, too, by the way. <laughs> I wish his agent was not David Falk. Then I'd feel a little bit less slimy about this, but keep going. You know, there is a chance that maybe this is all... Maybe Falk just has the hype machine going and once free agency starts, maybe Brooklyn doesn't want to offer all that money and maybe... There aren't a lot of suitors, and maybe that drives his price down. But if you gamble wrong and Brooklyn has that next offer, 
So can we offer him five years for like 110? Something like that? You could. The issue at that point is Otto would probably just say, well, if it's only $2 million, I'll just take my four max years, and then I can get more than $2 million in my fifth year. Well, you don't want to hit free agency well, again. Well, well, here's the other thing, too, Jake. Is that like, what's Otto want to do? You right. know? Yeah. He went to Georgetown. He is a civil dude from the middle of nowhere, Missouri. Kyle had an interview on the city paper. He had never been to U Street or been to Chili Bowl, even though he was a star at Georgetown, which is not very far away. A very 10 to $15 Uber ride. Him to want to squeeze out 10 to $15 more million dollars is just, I don't see it in his personality. Right. I don't see that that means that like the Wizards have the inside track, but if he wants to look at like, hey, my friends live here, my girl lives here, I'm to college here, this is my second home, and he's such a small-town kid. I mean, who knows what people are in his ear or whatever? Like, he's receptive to that type of argument. You give him, even you could, with that fifth year, make it a player option. Otto wildly exceeds expectations. He could get back out on the market, fetch more money. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of the arrangement that makes sense but again we'll see what the market bears out if washington plays it right they could drive his price down quite a bit and that would be good news for them well jake what people really want to listen to on this podcast which the trades the wall star uh, wants paul george doesn't everyone want paul george can Otto be involved in the trade Yes, but it's very complicated. It would have to be. Of course, it's complicated. All right, that's where we're always complicated. How is it complicated? It would be a sign and trade. You can't just pull a fast one and a sign and trade. It's uh, like a prearranged thing. Auto would have to say, "I want to spend." Effectively, agree to a deal with Indiana, or you know, if they make it a three-way. So, so it's a trade of Indiana. Indiana would have to agree to sign out to like some max deal. Before it happened. Right. Okay. Exactly. Right. Or, you know, if Indiana didn't want Otto and someone else did, if they could pull some kind of three-way, wherever Otto ends up, he would have to effectively agree to go there but sign with Washington and then get traded as part of the signing. Before we move on to John Wall, because that's another reason that people want to listen to this, is that how do you feel this plays out, Jake? What do you, what, what's your sense? You follow this just as much as I do. We don't have really connections to David Falk's camp or Otto Porter's camp or anyone else. Just your sense of following this intently. Bogdanovich walks. Otto Porter is re-signed for an ungodly amount that pisses everyone off. But I feel like it's a decent deal. It's either they, you know, I, I think Otto is back regardless unless there's some kind of crazy trade. Bogdanovich walks unless... His market is just way below where anyone expected, and the Wizards can you know get him for below the mid level. Same situation with Bogdanovich with Otto, like same kind of scenario. When can the Wizards like buy low on Bogdanovich? Like they they gotta wait to the sixth of July and wait for offer sheets, and then they make their offer. Is it the kind of same thing that we can look with yeah. Bogdanovich? How that can play out? Yeah, it would basically be the same kind of situation, except where where it gets a little tricky is that you want to sign Otto Porter last because then you can still use the, the mid-level exception instead of the uh, taxpayer mid-level exception. So, you know, ideally you'd want to have Bogdanovich figured out first, but 
he's going to have the trickier market. So it, there's a lot of uh, pieces up in the air, and I could just see them. You know, the Wizards might just want to say, you know, forget this. We can get Omri Caspi or something for cheaper and get, you know, most of the same production. They just use their exception on him and let Bogdanovich walk. I'm going to put you on the spot right now before we move on to John Wall. How much money are the Wizards going to offer Otto Porter for how many years? What's your guess? My, my gut is that either they will try to do like a like a five for you know 120 125 kind of thing like we were talking about or else they just tell Otto we're not, we're just going to let you sign with whoever gives you the best deal and we'll match it. When will we figure this out? Like we'll know before July 6th. Like I think so. Just yeah. just because I was one of the Candace Butter will have something, or Jay Michael will have something, like, at, like July second or third. Yeah, we'll either know who is signing auto to the offer sheet, or if Washington is making the offer themselves within the first couple days. And it's just a matter of you know, then once you know if it is an offer sheet, then what does Washington do? And that'll probably take a couple days to figure out. But I'm pretty sure they'll keep him. Mr. John Wall was on the front page of ESPN.com all day today. ESPN breaks some news or something, and they pump it up, and then their whole talk shows the next day just it's like a talking point. So today I was watching the jump. So I look over to the left, and like I see a, a, a you know cryon or where where the hell they call it down below cryon right. John Wall's quotes last night at the uh, NBA Awards, which I somewhat watched, but didn't watch, but did watch. John Wall wants Paul George to trade or whatever. Steven Jackson, who was actually at a game I was at and loved John Wall. I had no idea. He got his, got his kids with pictures. It was really funny. He was wearing a John Wall jersey, and he talked to Bradley Beal and John Wall. This is after they won a game, the crazy run. The 26-0 run I was at against the Celtics. Stephen Jackson's like, well, hey, long-term, Paul George should go to the Wizards. Short-term, should go to the Cavs. I mean, that was the question. I don't even know what you would trade for, for him. Commercial break time. Yes, my sponsor, Sneakus. S-N-E-K-I-S. Sneakus.com. DMV DC Sports Apparel. I just hooked up a tight district basketball t-shirt. The material, so, so soft, and also got a dope baseball hoodie. And when you go to the website and at checkout for your purchases and your playoffs, and part of your proceeds, go to me and help me continually do this show. And it does support Wizards Independent Media, which is not owned by Comcast or the team, and why you continually listen to The Real. Now, back to the show. Sneakus, do it for me. Thanks. Just your feelings of just this whole notion that the Wizards would trade. Taking on a player who doesn't make sense for a rebuild in Jason Smith. And Otto Porter, who will now be making more than Paul George, is not as good as Paul George and will not have the support structure around him in Indiana while they rebuild to maximize his talent. Indiana is dumb as fuck to actually do that deal. So that seems like a no-go. Yeah. So the only other option then would be like Ubre, right? Ubre, Gortat, and a pick, and yeah, and just whatever picks you could throw in. But you know, for a rental, let's just say that. So say let's say it's Gortat, Ubre, and a first round pick. 
It's just, I can't believe that I'm becoming that person that's speculating trades because that's exactly what I hate about Sports Talk Radio. And that's what I'm doing here on my podcast. But Jake, set aside that that'd be good if Indiana. Is that really for a one-year rental? Because we know Paul George is going to sign a max for, to the Lakers. I mean, this, this is a done deal. Right. Exactly. And, and like this whole notion that he's just going to like love DC so much. Is it? Come on. Like, no, I don't think that's happening at all. Could they compete against the Cavs in a, in a series or go far? Yeah, potentially, but that doesn't keep him there, do you think? Right. It's just like if the whole thing is that Paul George is going to go to the Lakers and that LeBron might go to the Lakers, shouldn't you position yourself to be the team to make a run in the East, at the East as soon as LeBron leaves? Yes. And you can do that if you trade away – a guy who you could keep on a five-year deal for a one-year rental. Yeah, I agree. The reason we're still on this podcast through technical difficulties are these quotes that I need your take. So John Wall talks to, you know, he's wearing the he's wearing the red thing last night. Did you watch the, uh, the NBA? I, I didn't watch it, but I saw his suit. And <laughs> the red, they're all red it was, suit. It was a very John Wall suit. He was nominated for, like, Best playoff performances. I didn't see. I'm sure Durant won it because it was like fan voting. But anyway, yeah. So he was talking to a dude from the Undefeated. This is why it's on ESPN. He goes, "Okay, ready? Quote: Look at our team. We're one piece away. We have the point guard. We have a shooting guard. We have a center. We have a power forward. Our three man quotations Otto Porter did great for us. You can't make, can't take nothing away from what he did." But George is a guy that can guard LeBron and can go back of LeBron. It's a piece that you're going to need to win. And if you don't have a guy who can do that, you don't have a chance. You got to add another star. You got to add another piece. You got to have three guys. And that's what it's looking like. Talks about George. We've been friends. We've talked about it through the summer. He has to make a decision that's comfortable to him. But at the end of the day, you always got to have the elite players. You got to come out swinging. You gotta go yes or no. My first opinion before we go to the auto slight, which I believe is is a subtle dig, even though we just discussed and improved $100 million to auto, is a better deal for Washington. Last summer, he was at Summer League and gave us an interview, and he said that, like, yeah, we're still missing one more player. Like, we need another shooting guard, we need another wing player, is what he said. And guess what the Wizards did not do? Add another shooting guard or a wing player. I don't think his comments are incorrect. Like, I don't think they should have been like on the front page of ESPN. The fact that John Wall is always candid and tells you what's up. I was in your comment section of Bulls Forever and there was some contention about this slight potentially that John Wall made to Otto Porter. Do you feel like this was a slight or was this just John Wall being like do I want Otto Porter or Paul George who is an Olympian? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's tricky because I, I do think, relative to you know the issues with the starting lineup, I would say Otto is less of an issue than Marquise Morris. Oh yes, and Gortat and, too. Right, and so you know that was kind of curious. I felt like to say the four and five are fine, but yeah, we need yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Like the four or five are fine. I'm like, Marquise plays no defense. 
he takes terrible shots and he gets technicals and gets in foul trouble and freaks out on the refs. And Gortat didn't score for four games in the playoff series. <laughs> you know? Like, right. <laughs> but at the same time, and, the, and this is where the bias comes in, Wall and Morris are tight. And, you know, while Wall and Gortat might not be tight on that same level. You expect Gortat yeah. for sure. Exactly. And so, I mean, yeah, I think it's some there just isn't that kind of same level of respect for what Otto does. And, you know, that's kind of been a, a theme throughout his career. You go back to his second year and everything Paul Pierce put him through yeah. and all this. He talked about him right before the playoffs. And Otto definitely has kind of a unique skill set that um, is but, very... Well, Jake, do you also think it's in the way like Wall is seen like, yeah, man, like I got a reason paid. I got Martel Webster paid. I resurrected Russell Butler's career. I got Dudley paid. And then he just kind of sees, like, Otto in that same kind of context. A little yeah. bit, right? Like, I push the pace. You go to the corner, I'm going to find you. You make the shot, motherfucker, right? He sees it as Otto Porter is replaceable, whereas Paul George is harder to find and certainly there is a case for that you know even from the start there is kind of a flawed and, premise and, there. and also Jake your agent said that I was an asshole and I sucked and told I was told, to told, 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 told Mike Weiss that, that I was never going to be better than Kyrie and we know that Kyrie is you know not as good as point guard as John Wall, even though he is, you know, had more playoff success because of LeBron. But if it wasn't for LeBron, Kyrie would just be like Kemba Walker. You know, I mean, let's be honest. That's not the point he was making, but I feel like those undertones are there. But let's go back. First of all, I don't think that any deal for Paul George, the Wizards, makes any sense for Indiana at all. So I think this is a non-start. Yeah. Second of all, I do feel like John Wall's comments about having a third star now. With the way you've seen uh, the Cavs go at the Warriors, I mean, at the at the end of the day, you gotta beat the Warriors to win the title now, right? And everyone's gotta think of that. And like the Warriors have these four stars, that is the climate of the NBA. Yeah, you might squeak by the Raptors or the Celtics, and maybe they'll catch LeBron on a bad day per se. Isn't a way that you can say like, oh, there's six or seven teams that win the title now. I mean, I don't think you can think that way at all. So I think that John Wall is being realistic in that way, and that he thinks that maybe Otto doesn't have the dog in this fight the way these other people do. But he's not talking about the, the salary cap shit that we're talking about, right? But what, right. I'm, what I'm saying, though, is that I'm going to say it would be against the Boogie Cousins move, the Marcus Cousins move. I always pushed back on this misnomer that somehow John Wall could get Boogie to be like less Boogie-ness, less mad at the refs or mad at his coach or mad at like you know not cussing out Sean Elliott or or that somehow like John Wall was this like DeMarcus Cousin whisperer that somehow just because like John Wall went to college with them for one year and they became friends and lived in the dorm and had a great success and it led to their whole professional careers that somehow John Wall had this secret recipe like I always just like pushed back on that because it was just it was always just there. It was like a lazy narrative that people would say. But here's the deal. That was before Sacramento gave up on Boogie, right? And so now they give right. up on Boogie, and they go to New Orleans, and now Boogie's in flux, y'all. That's, that's where now my perception of this whole thing has changed, because now it's like, Boogie's with Anthony Davis? We need everyone to shoot threes, work out. Boogie seemed like so Sacramento, so loyal, wanted to stay there, and they fucked it up, I feel like. 
and didn't get what they wanted to. I mean, Boogie would play with John Wall. It'd be like, you would give up Bradley Beal for Boogie. You would give up Bradley Beal or a pick for Boogie. And I would always be like, no. No. Like, Boogie's a headache. Why do you think John Wall is going to solve this? And there was one time in the locker room, I remember, and like John Wall was like talking about Boogie Cousins. And they were playing the Kings. He went off this whole rant about Marcus Cousins. And all of a sudden he stopped because he realized the media was in the room pregame. Right. Wall's whole point was just like how, like, like he was talking about like Boogie's upbringing in Alabama and how he's wired. And like, he basically was just talking about how like my friend's complicated, essentially. But that conversation always stands out because, like, John basically was, like, admitting, like, dude, I can't control Boogie. Like, Boogie's Boogie. My perception and my opinion has changed now. The fact that Sacramento's given up on him. The Anthony Davis Boogie cousin thing is going to work out. It goes back to the whole Otto thing. If we let Otto walk, what is the best scenario for the Wizards to get Boogie Cousins? Do we have to let Otto walk? How does that have to happen logistically is what I want to know. The logistic thing would have to be Oubre develops into a better trade chip, and then you package him and either Gortat or Mahimi, probably Gortat. At the trade uh, deadline or something? Yeah, exactly. And then at that point, you hope Oubre is the best chip anyone's willing to offer for you know, a rental of Cousins. But then if you get Cousins, you have his bird rights, they're really starting to uh, push into some tax issues, even though cleared Gortat, so that helps a little bit. But Boogie's going to want some money. But, you know, maybe... Can we oh. do the money thing? So like, we can max Otto out and then wait to the trade deadline and then trade fucking everything for Boogie? Yeah, yeah, it's doable. New Orleans is going to let this shit play out, correct? With him and Anthony Davis. And, yeah, they'll, they'll, and so then it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work out, and then Boogie can walk at the end of next year, correct? Yeah, at the end of this upcoming season, he he can walk. He can walk. Now, do we have enough money to get him if if he walks? We don't, right? No, no. How how would we get enough money if we don't resign Porter? Do we have enough money to get him? No. Probably not. Yeah, you'd still have to offload Mahimi and so some we, other... So, so we'd have to trade Mahimi in our first-round pick and dump him. Right, and I don't even could know that, if that would that, be enough. Okay, <laughs> See, Jake, that's what I need from you. Like, how do, so, cause, like, it's one thing to be like, people like, let's just get these people. We're like, no, no, how can we actually do this, right? Because I, like, right. I feel like this conversation is about Paul George, but like, can it not be about Boogie Cousins? Because, like, we do need a third star. It can't just be Bill and Wall. And, yeah. but now the loyalty that Boogie felt to Sacramento is gone. The sidekick to Anthony Davis? And how's that actually going to work? But my good friend John Wall is like, yo, dude, come over here, bro. And I feel like that's a stronger argument than, like, leaving $200 million that Sacramento was going to potentially offer, which they're fucking dumb fucks they should have done, to Boogie. To be like, well, Boogie liked Sacramento, liked his people, his thing, you know what I mean? Like, that was his home. <laughs> now he's just kind of living in a hotel, in a condo. Anthony Davis is the man. Yo, dude, come here. And I'm the man, John Wall, but I'm your boy. Does it matter if we sign? How the hell do we get Boogie Cousins to be a wizard? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I think it would just, you would have to... Wait it out? Make- 
yeah, just hope it falls apart in New Orleans and that they try to trade him for whatever they can get um, before he becomes a free agent. And then at that point, Washington would have to swoop in and have the best offer. Or, or, yeah. or Washington would have to clear out a bunch of money to sign him. Could he sign some type of deal to come here? The, like the thing with offloading Mahimi is you clearing Nicholson. I mean, that was about twenty million in dead money yeah. Brooklyn took on, and that's kind of you know about the asking you know the going rate a, a low first to clear about twenty million. So like Mahimi, you, you know, you're still looking at about like thirty five million there. So if he doesn't give you some kind of value then, you know, I don't think they have enough sweetener to get rid of him. And even then, you'd still have to figure out, you'd have to clear probably Smith, Sadoransky, and some other stuff just to get to, like, a max number for Boogie. Boogie, Bradley Beal, John Wall, in their prime. Like, come on. Do you feel like we could do some damage to that? <laughs> yeah. And even though I'm hating on the whole, like, John Wall, like, being a psychologist, John Wall probably be one of the top five people in his life going to be like, shut the fuck up, Boogie, right? <laughs> like, shut the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Beal and Wall and Boogie put a bunch of shooters around and have Boogie get all the rebounds, throw it down low, and put four shooters around. That could be the future of this franchise. And, and yeah. I just don't think the Anthony Davis or Boogie thing is going to work in New Orleans. I, don't, I really don't see a way with New Orleans. You can't pair Davis and Cousins together without each side having to give a little to make it work. Whereas a what, buddy, Cousins, buddy, buddy like, healed. <laughs> yeah, but not not quite the same. So so it's like you know a Wall Cousins pairing. It's like they almost cover their weaknesses wall isn't like that guy that can you know get his own shot in a half court situation you know super effectively but cousins can and whereas cousins is kind of you know maybe not the best up and down guy you know he doesn't even have to get up court because wall's already getting a layup you know it works on both ends well how about this like john wall like is he so ready just to dump a ball into the post and that guy can get a bucket (laughs) like has he ever had that in his career Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like the name, the name, maybe. But like the name yeah. still was like high post kind of thing. Is that the whole Arpor decision doesn't really impact the boogie decision? Right. You're not gonna have a shot at him in free agency anyway. So really, your best shot is just to keep your chips where you've got them. And if he's on the block again in February. You have something to offer. I don't really see, like, unless Bradley Beal and Otto and Walls go to, like, super levels, like, without a legitimate big guy, like, I just don't see them beating the Celtics to the Cavs for a while. Right. Is, is, is that sad to say? I feel like it has to be a major move. I just see us being the same team that we were this year again. Yeah. So now John Walls made this NBA, all-NBA team. How does it affect his contract? Because now the new CBA, if you make an all-NBA team eligible for like that super max. So is that still yeah. on play with John Wall? What the Wizards can offer now to John Wall coming up and his all agency and how that all shakes out? Because I think that's really important. Yeah, so how it would work is basically because he made all-NBA, the Wizards can offer him an extension this summer 
but it's an extension that wouldn't kick in until his current contract ends. It's not like the uh, extensions that Westbrook and Harden got last year where they actually got to renegotiate their current salary and add years on. This would just be adding years on. But because he made All-NBA, he qualifies to basically get... The Supermax, right? Yeah, the Supermax, which is like, you know, basically the most you can get as a player. Basically, since he still has the two years on his deal, they can only tack four more years onto it for the six, if so that makes should, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So should John accept that if they offer that this year, or should he play it out? That's where it gets tricky, because if he doesn't do it this summer, he would have to make All-NBA again, again? next summer. Oh, because it's only eligible yeah. for, for the next year. Right, but if he did, then he could tack five years on, because he only have one year left. Well, well, how much money are we talking about? Like, So if he did it this year, what would he get? Uh, four years, $168 million. So then if he waits another year, then what? It's like five for... 200, so like that's low 200. That the Celtics might actually give Isaiah Thomas, and that's what this, the Kings were apprehensive about to give Cousins. Right. Theory, if Wall really wanted to push it, he could get the whole six year enchilada like Stephen Curry's about to get um, next summer. I, I like when he hits free agency if he made all NBA. I feel like Wall and his camp is going to take it this year, actually. That's my feeling. Uh, but, and that's where it's dicey for both ends because here's what I would argue uh, we all know Wall is always going to be a lawyer. he's a loyal you know, guy he's a loyal guy he's loyal but you know this is me- uh, you know a media driven thing there's only so much he can do to influence all NBA voting and being in a smaller market it's harder you know a lot of people would say Wall should have been second team ahead of Isaiah Thomas, but Isaiah Thomas plays in Boston. John Wall plays in Washington. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So there's no guarantee, even if he has a great year next year, that makes all NBA. And if he doesn't, he's not eligible. Ooh. And he lost that chance. Or he gets injured. The way he plays, too. You know how many spills he takes? Like, I'm, like, worried about. <laughs> right. The game is to go 100 miles in the an hour at the rim, right? right? Yeah, and you know, Wall missed out on the first big cap spike. He doesn't have a robust endorsement portfolio. If he doesn't get a payout soon, you know, when's it going to be? And he doesn't have the shoe deal he should have. Right, right? exactly. I mean, that that counts. Sign this for 160 right now. Right now. Right? He might be like, yo, yeah, I'm taking it. People keep talking about, they're all worried about him leaving, per se, and I understand it. And, like, that is the cloud of all these moves we're talking about, you know? Like, his comments about Paul George or what it's at. And I think that's something that Wizards fans definitely have to be concerned about. But there is a number that John Wall would take to stay here, right? Right. Yeah, well, what's good about the way it's kind of structured right now, because that extension wouldn't kick in for two years is that's when most of your big contracts are coming off the books. Gortat would be clear. Morris would be clear. Wall's current deal would be clear. 
you'd have one year less of, left of Mahimi at that point, and you could probably move him somewhere. And so you've got some wiggle room yeah. to, to absorb walls, bigger deals. It just feels like everything is shaping into place, which then if Wall says no... Go back. So what can the Wizards offer Wall this summer? Five-year, $160 million? No, four-year, $160 million. Four. On top of the two years that he still has left. Not enough people are talking about this, are they? Yeah, because then here's the thing. Next year, if Wall doesn't make All-NBA... Then it goes, away, it goes away. Then it just goes back to his normal extension, right? Right, and then you're right where Paul George is right now. One year left on your deal. Where he didn't make All-NBA this year, which he would have made All-NBA... That's what Bill Simmons is talking about his podcast. Is like, yo, my vote actually matters. If he makes All NBA, then the Pacers can sign it for like two hundred million dollars or some shit, right? I want to go to LA for like a hundred, or I can say Indiana for two hundred. Right, it's, it's totally different. What do you think John Wall should do? I think Wall should take the extension, and that's not because you're I don't. Bi- think you're a biased he- Wizards fan like me. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I just think, yeah, it just it kind of stinks that he isn't in a position where he could get five or six. But you know, the reality of anything could happen. Like he, Wall could miss twenty games for some, you know, lingering whatever, and play first team All NBA level, and you know, just not get the respect for like sixty games of All NBA play, and you know, he might miss out on that opportunity next year. Wall's basically right at where Paul George is right now, except hopefully, you know, with a better team situation, but still kind of last year, and who knows what anybody can offer him. I would just take the money. You know, that it, you're probably, and there's no guarantee that you'll get a better chance to kind of make that kind of money. I agree. Holds out for one more year. Like, he's looking at, what, 40 more million? Right. But... Do you yeah. take the do you take the one sixty eight guaranteed or do you hold out for two oh eight? Yeah, and it, and if and this is you your know, city, brah. Like you love DC. This is your city. If he leaves, all right. So let's go through that situation. So when can he leave? Um, he can leave in two years. So then, what kind of money can he get in two years? I would have to double check the numbers, but I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's still kind of the same. Like less, it's less than one sixty eight, I believe, right? Like he can't get the same like starting number because he wouldn't be at the ten years that you need to get the supermax otherwise. So it would be a little less over five years, a little bit less if he wanted to go somewhere else for four. All right, that wraps up part two of my conversation with Jake Whitaker of Bullets Forever. Go check out part one. It was a very interesting conversation reflecting a lot on this past season. Thank you, everyone, for your support. And as always, go Wizards. Peace out. Happy birthday, America. F yeah, Team America, go. Go.